0: Based on the full rollout of the technology, we could abate or remove between 150 and 200 uh, million metric tons of carbon
1: dioxide every year. Hi, I'm Prab Banga.
2: And I'm Adam Borgatti.
1: Welcome to the Road to Net Zero,
2: ACON's sustainability podcast. Welcome to Road to Net Zero, ACON's podcast that discusses all things sustainable construction. Today we're talking about concrete the second most widely used resource in the world after water. Now, we've talked about green concrete before in Episode 2 of our podcast series, and it provides a good overview of what green concrete is. But today we'll be taking things a step further and talking about carbon-negative concrete.
1: Very neat topic, as carbon-negative concrete can be revolutionary for the construction industry because cement accounts for about 8% of the world's total greenhouse gas emissions.
2: And 2023 could be a game-changer for innovation in concrete, especially with the announcement of the Inflation Reduction Act, or IRA, in the U.S., setting in motion a broad range of public and private investment in climate solutions for the construction industry.
1: The IRA will definitely help to spur more innovation in the concrete sector. In Canada, there was also the launch of the Roadmap to Net Zero Carbon Concrete by 2050. To discuss their carbon-negative concrete, we have with us Chris Stern, CEO and Co-Founder at Carbicrete.
2: Carbicrete is a Canadian-based carbon removal technology company that's developing innovative, low-cost building solutions that contribute to the reduction of greenhouse gas emissions. And what started off as a McGill PhD project has now developed into the world's first commercially available carbon-negative concrete. Uh, So as a former McGill grad myself, I'm pleased to have with us today, Chris, thank you very much for joining us.
0: Good day. It's great to be here. Thanks very much.
2: Excellent. So I'll just give you a bit of a background uh, to our listeners. Chris is a serial entrepreneur with more than 15 years' experience in clean tech, and he currently serves as a CEO and co-founder of Carbacrete. In addition to Carbacrete, He serves as an advisor and director to several clean tech companies in the U.S. and Canada, including EnergyPal, a North American residential solar provider, and New Energy Fund No. 2, a fund which focuses on renewables. Previously, he was co-founder and director at Pure Energies Group, a residential solar customer acquisition company which was acquired by NRG Energy in 2014.
1: Welcome to our podcast, Chris, and it's great to chat with you again. It was really nice getting a tour of your facility a couple months ago and seeing firsthand how your product is developed. So maybe we can start off by getting a definition of what carbon-negative concrete is and the process to actually make it carbon-negative.
0: Right, so basically our process consumes more carbon dioxide than it emits. That's what makes it carbon-negative. And so how do we get there? Uh, Well, the, the key ingredient in normal concrete is cement. Uh, and cement is extremely polluting, it's accountable for about 8% of greenhouse gas emissions uh, every year. Um, and, and so we eliminate the need for cement by using something called steel slag, an industrial waste byproduct. Uh, and by substituting this, we make the product carbon neutral. To make it carbon negative, we take carbon dioxide and react it with the steel slag, which creates the calcium carbonate, which provides strength to the concrete, making it thereby carbon negative.
2: Amazing. I mean, it's great to hear the potential of it. I mean, it, how would you describe what stage the technology is currently in? Are you doing any pilots or other types of studies?
0: Yeah, we're uh, actually uh, we've just completed phase two of our pilot at our uh, first customer, Patio Drummond, in Drummondville, Quebec. Uh, and this has brought us to TRL9, which effectively means we're commercialized. Uh, and this summer, we're going to be uh, producing much more uh, concrete and... Uh, looking at expanding and completing our rollout of the technology at that uh, at that facility.
1: Okay, and like I mentioned, you know this product can really be revolutionary for the construction industries. What kind of projects would you say Carbicrete could be used for?
0: Uh, we could be used for any, uh, you know, walls, retaining walls, paving stones, um, you know, walls of separation between condos, things like that.
2: That's interesting. And so, how does the technology then get integrated into the construction process? What would we, for example, as Akon Group, have to do differently, or our clients, etc.? Uh,
0: well, actually, it's it is carboncrete is concrete. Uh, you would just order the product and uh, install it as uh, as you would any standard concrete block. Uh, we've had it tested by different um, different masons. Uh, it's also going through. Um, you know, all ty- types of third party tests. So there's nothing you'd have to do diff- physically different.
1: Okay, that's great. And one of the questions that we commonly get um, is is around pricing and, and when it comes to alternatives. Um, what How would you say the pricing differs of this product uh, compared to a uh, the traditional version?
0: I wouldn't say there's a green premium with this product because we're using industrial waste as the binder. Whereas, you know, with cement, they have to burn fossil fuels and and make the product, whereas we're just running material that's already been created. So there's no real green premium. It's about the same cost as regular concrete.
1: Okay, and what would you say are some of the current challenges with using alternatives like Creek? And how are you addressing those challenges?
0: Well, we're changing the mindset of many people. Uh, That's one big thing. And the construction industry, as you know, is very uh, I would say conservative uh, so this is one of the challenges uh, and we're also you know with the actual concrete making companies it's it's a different process in that there's a different curing process everything else is different as uh, say uh, sorry the same um, but instead of you know using heat and steam to uh, to cure the product we're using carbon dioxide so there's a little bit of differences
2: that's very cool you know in terms of how uh, regulatory agencies and and our clients, for example, view this. This is often where we face obstacles in trying to advance new technologies and having governments and and our clients, et cetera, being a little more hesitant to take on new technologies. Have you had more discussions with the regulatory bodies? Are you part of any groups that are advancing this currently with governments and, and other entities like that?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, uh, you know, we've got a lot of third-party testing done with our product, uh, and anyone like Acon could use this product currently uh, with a structural engineer signing off on it. Concurrently, we're actually going through the CCMC process, which is—I uh, wouldn't say it's regulatory, but it's a—it's a division of NRC, which gives a—you know—a blessing to the process of making the product, and that's that's going on right now. Um, the uh, con- in addition to that, we're also working. We are also part of a working group with the Canadian government on low carbon, no carbon, carbon negative concrete, uh, which is an ongoing process at this point.
2: That's fascinating. And in terms of what your view is on ultimate scale, for example, is this something that you think you would like to produce in your various factories? Is this a licensable technology? What's the roadmap for what you think carboncrete could procure for the Canadian industry globally, et cetera? What's the vision?
0: Yeah, so I would say, you, you know, we've got a mindset where we can get our technology up to about a in between a gigaton and two gigatons of carbon negative concrete every year, based on the amount of um, steel slag available today, uh, which and that number could grow actually. Uh, so there there are big numbers involved in Canada. Uh, you know, we can see every single CMU that's being created, so a cinder block. Uh, could be a carbon-negative concrete based on the slide that's available.
2: And if you had your vision come through, is that how many cars off the road? What's the equivalent of carbon offset, for example, that uh, people like to look at in terms of references?
0: Yeah, we could, you know, based on the full rollout of the technology, we could abate or remove between 150 and 200 uh, million metric tons of carbon dioxide every year.
1: Wow, that's a lot. And and when it comes to carbon credits specifically, if a if a construction company or a client is using this product, do they get to claim the carbon credits?
0: It depends. I mean, right now we're in discussions with you know our manufacturers as well as carbon offtake uh, in, in terms of sharing the economics. Uh, who do the, who gets the economics? Is it carbon Is the is it the concrete maker? Is it the is it the end user? There's a big value pool that can be shared. Uh, you know, in addition to you know a cost competitive product, there's all the carbon offsets. So it's something to be discussed. In fact.
1: Okay. And then just to wrap up, you said there's you know there's going to be a lot of Carby Creek concrete produced this summer. So what's in store? What can we see for carbicrete in twenty twenty
0: three? Yeah, we're going to roll out the technology uh, at that customer as well as you know some other additional customers uh, in Canada. We're looking at the United States at this point, and we have a project that's ongoing in France. Um, to uh, roll out the technology there. So look for nice uh, and interesting announcements throughout this year.
2: Outstanding. Well, we'll certainly stay tuned in the space here and uh, look for more exciting developments to come on your side. Uh, And wherever we can be helpful, obviously, ACON would love to continue to be a pioneer in the industry and and continue to advance types of uh, technologies such as this as part of our vision.
0: We'd love to supply you some concrete.
2: Super. Well, thank you uh, so much. Certainly, this could be a game changer for the industry and uh, appreciate your insights. Look forward to seeing what the future holds for Carbicrete. And all the best.
1: Thank you very much for your time today. So that's really neat, eh? A carbon-negative concrete. That's that's definitely the first time I've heard of that. I've, I've heard of other products in Canada, products like carbon upcycling that has 20% reduced emissions. There's Carbicure as well. But, you know, this is the first one that I've heard of, which is actually carbon-negative.
2: It's one of those things that sounds too good to be true, but if you actually put their methodology and thinking to work. You know, they're taking waste, which is one benefit of this. Um, the process itself is revolutionary. And I think the opportunity here to get some more resources behind this and figure out the path forward is is pretty compelling. We're actually using certain types of green concrete as well, I know, that you've put to work at some of our centers. Brad, maybe we can chat with the audience just about what that means.
1: Yeah, so we actually partnered with Carbon Upcycling, which is a startup uh, based in Canada, and they've produced concrete um, that has 20% reduced emissions. So we wanted to partner with them to do a test um, at our innovation center and we just poured it this past summer and we continue to measure the strength and durability, but so far so good.
2: And you have to imagine the inputs here don't sound too complicated or reliant on technology. It's just using waste as, a, as an input that normally is uh, replacing cement, which is the biggest producer in terms of waste. So, if you can actually think about getting this to be produced at scale in some of our work, more linear horizontal construction on major transit, it's got to be something that would attract government, private sector, and, and the contractors themselves.
1: Yeah, and, and and speaking of government and other um, clients, you know, we have seen an influx of requests to look at alternatives for materials. Specifically, we had a request last year for the use of concrete with 20% reduced emissions. So we do see this continuing and being a continuing trend, especially as more and more clients start to measure and evaluate and set targets for their scope 3 GHG emissions, which is their indirect emissions. So... We'll see more of these types of requests for sure, which is great, which is why it's great to see companies like Creed and others really innovating in this space and, and having these alternative products available commercially.
2: And we talked about 2023 being transformative. We've got the IRA happening in the U.S. We've got more initiatives coming through in Canada. It feels to me, I don't know if you're seeing this in your side as well, but we're starting to see the pull now from clients, whereas I felt the last couple of years we've been really pushing these innovations on clients, introducing them trying to make them more part of procurements and more innovations in terms of our bid strategy but if we're starting to see that it, it feels like we've got lots more momentum going into the year
1: Yeah definitely and and that'll be a trend that continues on to 2023 we'll start we'll see more of those types of requests and more innovation in the space for sure.
2: So at our second podcast of the year, I think we're both feeling much more optimism after a pretty good start last year, and uh, more to come watch this space, and we'll see if we can actually get some of the Carbacrete products into our systems.
1: Thanks for listening to today's podcast and don't forget to follow us on social media at Acon Group Inc. for more updates and teasers about upcoming episodes. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening to our Road to Net Zero podcast.